There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are How you? Are you my How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. How's everything? Excellent. I'm super excited to interview you. Yeah, super excited to meet you as well. I, 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 so first and foremost, I want everyone to know who I am on your side. So uh, Brett Barish, I own a bunch of brands, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion, Past Brands, Ace of Spades, and Doucet. Uh, Omi, I started this series a few years ago. I get to interview successful people in music, sports, business, entertainment. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone thinks it's easy to get there. It's not. Uh, everyone sees the success side. I like the, I like the up and coming. I like the hard part. So it's called self-made yeah. for a reason. And let me start with that. What does self-made mean to you? Oh, self-made means a lot to me. Like, first of all, you know, um, self-made is a hustler, a person who go for what he or she believes in. Right. So for me, self-made means like you have to go for what you believe in, like you're self-made. And somebody can tell you, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. So long as you have this faith in you, so long as you believe in yourself, and so long as, you know, you have the drive, the passion, the dedication, and everything about it, that means, uh, like, you are determined, you know what you really want to do. Hold on, hold on. I think we just got some some wide connection problem. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Just connecting. Oh, lost them. Let's try again. Hold on, everybody. We'll get little Omi back. There we go. Can you hear me? I lost you. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. No, that's okay. So, so king, king of all interviews. Was that, yeah. was, that, was that your goal to be a host, to be talking to people? Yeah, yeah, that was my passion for real. Uh, that was something I really wanted to do because, you know, in the media industry, uh, a lot of things that have been happening and for me, I was like, you know, there's so much information that the fans really wanted to know. And from the celebrities, from the people that they follow, from the people that they inspire them and stuff like that. But for me, I thought like there's a gap uh, in a way that, you know, a lot of information were not, you know, coming out from the celebrities, from the artists and stuff like that. So that's when I came in and I, I was like, you know, 
I want to like, you know, get as many information as possible for the fans and for the whole industry to know, as you say, the self-made journey, right? Like these people had to go a lot to achieve their dreams, but that information was missing. Yeah, we missed that part of their journey to a self-made, to become who they are, to do business, to change their life, you know, to do what they had to do to get there. So that is when I came in again, like, you know, I want to know what really happened and how is the process for you to get there. So that is, you know, can change someone's life, that can inspire and that, you know, can trigger. If a person out there, you know, is following up, trying to like achieve their dreams, maybe that can be a good example for them to get to where they want to get. Who, 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 do you, who did you look up to who was interviewing? People who were doing a good job of it, whether it's in Africa or outside, whether it's in Tanzania or outside. Yeah, for me, you know, uh, being in the media, I started when I was um, back uh, at home, Tabora. That's the region where I come from. So for me, I was doing a local radio station there, BOT, Voice of Tabora. And that's when I had to interview one of the pioneers, one of the legendary music producers here in Tanzania, actually East Africa. So P. Fank Majani came and Master J came for the Bongo Star Search audition. They were looking for the upcoming artists, you know. So for that opportunity, once they came to Tabora, I had an opportunity to interview them at the local radio station. And that one interview changed my life. The moment when I, inter uh, I interviewed Master J and P. Fang, so the managing director of Times FM heard my interview and it was one of the best interviews that he liked. And that was the reason as to why I, I moved from Tabora to Dar es Salaam to get my first job. What was so special about the interview? What do you think it was? I think it was the questions. They liked the questions. You know, this talent search uh, was going like uh, to a different, uh, I mean, different areas. Uh, different regions, right? So it was like uh, more than six, seven regions that they went to look for the talent. And when they came to Tabora, I think they, they got, you know, a different vibe, the way we were conversating, the way we were, I think they liked the questions and they also liked the way we were interacting and stuff like that. And, you know, there, as I said before, there were a lot of things that people didn't ask but I had Correct. the courage to ask. Yeah, yeah, and that changed everything about it. D did you have a plan when you went into the interview or is it more it, 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 your own curiosity? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, come again? Did, did you have a plan for the interview itself or was it more just your own curiosity became the plan? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. actually I can say both. I had a plan for it, hence it came the name, then, you know, I had the, had the passion for it, I had the plan for it, and everything that I do on radio, I always plan before I go on to the radio. I have to research, I have to make a plan, I have to make a proper arrangement, you know, everything about it. So it's not a freestyle thing. It's not something that I can just, you know, come and do. It's something that I have a plan for it, and then I'm curious about it. I'm curious to, you know, to do that more, as I said before, I, I believe there's a lot of information that people need to know. Is it, do you think it's changed from that first interview with P-Funk and Master J? Meaning, 
the questions you ask, how you approach them, has it changed or is it still the same for you? No, it's been changing, you know, like, you know, so P-Funk has his own character, Master J has his own character. You meet this artist, you meet that artist, every artist, every person has their different characters. And that has to change from the way I ask, from the way I, you know, I make a plan for my interview. So it goes with the flow. It goes with the person I do interview with. D d have you always been interested in music? Uh, sorry? Have you always been interested in music? Yeah, yeah. That was the primary goal. I mean, uh, to be in a, in a music business, in a music uh, entertainment world, to be uh, precise. So my uncle bought me a Walkman days ago. So I used to listen to the music when I was very young. I love the music, you know, I love to listen to different rappers, singers and stuff like that. So my passion for music, I think, and the way that at that time hip hop was doing so good, you know, you had to present yourself in a, in a G way, you know, uh, uh, you, you had again to, you know, to be in a, in a way that people when look up to you, you have to, you know, live the culture. So for me, it, it all started with music before I get into the media. So the media came next. So uh, I remember that times when I was listening to music, I was also, you know, doing some sort of rapping, though rapping, though become a rapper wasn't my thing. So I was doing uh, sort of rapping and stuff like that. And then again, media came in. So I was recording myself in that Walkman. So the more I was listening to my voice, the more I was, you know, uh, listening to the way I was sound, I said, okay, this is something I think I can do. So I used to take the hip hop beat for me to do my radio presentation on those beats. So it wasn't, it wasn't like relics or rhymes, something of that sort, but it was more of radio presentation. So that's where my love for media, you know, became even stronger. So music has been there, fashion has been there, entertainment world has always been there. If you weren't doing interviews today, what would you be doing? I think I would be uh, doing sort of, uh, uh, you know, I'm an ICT by professional, right? Um, internet uh, communication and stuff like that. So I, I went to, uh, to college doing those um, internet stuff, you know, the IT guy and stuff like that. So for me, maybe I would say I'll be doing fixing the laptops, computers. These are things that I've been doing, doing softwares, repairing, you know, those are the things that I've been using. At once, I used to work at the stationery back in Tabora. This is something that people don't know. So I used to record music uh, on a computer at that time when, you know, we had these CDs before sure. the flash came, sure. before the hard drives, before the memory card came. So I used to record music on the CDs. I used to, like, uh, to download music on memory cards when memory cards were introduced and stuff like that. So I was more of, of an IT guy. Is if I could ask you the same question I ask that you ask, what were your struggles? What were your struggles getting to where you are now? I think uh, I would say people didn't believe, uh, you know, what I I mean the vision that I had. You know, at some point you uh, you you go there, you knock the door, and then people sometimes maybe they're not opening that door. Maybe not for, you know, maybe for good, I don't know. But for me, I was turned down five times 
I was turned down five times. So the moment when I went to the radio station trying to get the opportunity, I don't think if they denied me or I don't know, but five times. So every time when I was trying to tell them like, you know, I'm good at this. I can do this. I can even do better than the people you're having in the station. So, you know, maybe they didn't believe in me. So the struggle that I had is the trust. The people didn't believe in me, in what I had, in what I have. Though at that time, as I said, back in Tabora, I was already uh, making a uh, wave down the street. So the street knew me because I was, you know, from the street. So the street knew me, knew what I was doing and stuff like that. But to get to the media, it was kind of hard. So the struggle that I had, the managing director, the manager of the station didn't believe in me. I sent them my demos, the demos that I was recording myself. I was trying to, you know, making different ideas on the demos, but they didn't buy the idea. They, they, they liked the idea, but they didn't give me the chance. They just saying like, you know, you're good, but let's just see, maybe next time. But then again, I didn't give up. I tried several times until uh, the last time that I got the opportunity. So it was more, uh, it was more than five times. What do you, why do you think, it, what's in you that makes you keep going back after being told no? No, 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 no. I think for me, as I said, you know, uh, you have to push. You have, first of all, I, I believe in myself and I always believe in myself. Like I know what I want to do and I'll always get there no matter what. Yeah. So I had that faith. I had that belief in me. But then again, I think something that was telling me, you know, there's this inner voice in everybody. Like, you know, there's that inner voice from you that tell you like, you know, you can do this even if they, they don't give the chance. But if you cannot make here, you can make it somewhere else. Yeah. But for me, at that point of time, there was no other radio station than VOT. So I had to go there because there was no other opportunity. I mean, there was no other media station at that time. So the only radio station that wasn't there, it was only VOT. And then for me, I was like, okay, so the first time I sent, maybe I should try something else. So for me, I believed in myself so much. And the way that I was listening to the radio at that time, I thought there's a huge gap in the way these people were, you know, promoting the, the music and stuff like that. For me, it has always been music. So for me, I had a chance to get new music. As I said, I'm, I'm the IT. So I used to download music every now and then. So when music was released in the US, in the UK and everywhere, I used to go to the internet cafe, pay for myself, download the new music, have the music with me on the CDs, on my laptop and everywhere. But this music, we're not getting airplay on the radio. And that was something that was really bothering me. Like there's this hot music right now. But this radio station don't play the music. So they, you know, sort of outdated. So for me, maybe I say I was kind of ahead of time and I had to fix that game. And there was no other way for me rather than to go and knock the door over and over again until the managing director, you know, got sort of a problem. He went to jail. He, he had sort of, you know, a problem. So when he went to jail, the people who were employed there, they just left the station by itself. So as you say, you know, blessing in disguise, right? It's a blessing in disguise. So I've got the call, like, you know, you've been knocking the door over and over again. So now it's your time, let's work. So when the managing director came out of jail, a few months later, he found me there because he knew me. 
And then it was like, okay, now you're here, let's work. And then let's everything else from there. Yeah. It, it so is, I got the opportunity the managing director went to jail. It is, when, when you interview the, the artists, what do you think they all have in common that drives their own success? What, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think maybe their background, you know, most of these artists, they're coming from a very poor background. Yeah. So maybe, you know, the struggle they've been through, the life they had before, and they now at a point in their life, they're enjoying it, they're living their dream, and they don't want to go there. They don't want to go back. So maybe they're coming from a very poor background. That is the reason as to why they have to stay active on the game, push as many times as they can and stuff like that. So I think maybe that. Do you, do you see them as individuals or do you, do you see them as they've got this support group of people behind them that can get them there? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think for now the industry is working, uh, you know, the artists have their own group, like they have their own managers, they have their own uh, DJs, photographers and stuff like that. And, you know, so it has been more of a, of a business now. It's not only about, you know, you have talent, you know, you can sing, you know, you can rap, you can do this and that. No, it's not about that anymore. It's about business now. Yeah. So that is where now the managers come in. That is where the DJs come in. That is where the PR companies come in. That is where the labels, the big labels actually invest. So I think now they are moving as a brand, not as a group or not as individual as a brand now it's business now let's work on to this business to make money out of it and everybody now is trying the best level to make sure the music pays off and as you can see the artists are really working so hard the managers are also trying to get these deals to lock down every deal they get every opportunity and stuff like that also uh the stylists also get the opportunity you know, this artist got to look fresh, got to look cool and stuff like that. So it, it pays off. Who is more of a business? Who, if you could tell an artist, emulate this person. Who is that person? Who do you think is doing it right on so many different levels? In Tanzania? Yeah. In Tanzania, currently, you could say Damo Platinum, right? Uh, everything that he's been doing, I think everybody knows that. Diamond has been working so hard. He's coming from zero and to where he is right now, he's representing the culture. He's representing the music. He's representing the country, the Swahili nation. So Diamond has been working so hard. And I think uh, the deal that he just, you know, he just got like recently with Wana and so much more and the way he's, you know, uh, trying to position himself in a game has been something that everybody see and it's something that everybody like, you know, see this guy is pushing so hard. So for me, the person that is really working so hard, there are so many artists in here, everybody's doing their thing and we all appreciate what they do. But uh, coming from your question, like who's doing it the most right now, I could say Diamond because now, you know, as you can see, he's trying to push his artists as hard as he's pushing himself. So like, you know, the whole label, the whole crew, the whole Wasafi is going there. So, like, you know, it's back to back. Is, is, do you get frustrated 
when you see an artist who you think or talk to an artist you think could be hugely successful and they're just not focused or they're not doing the right things? Do you take it, you know, almost take it personally because you know there's so much more for them? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, do, do you get do you do you get frustrated when you see an artist who has so much potential but they're not taking advantage of it? Sorry, can you come again? Do you get when you're talking to an artist when you're interviewing them and you know they have great potential but they don't meet it? Does it frustrate you? Yeah, it does a lot. You know, um, even if you have a close friend and you don't see them, you know express what they have you know everybody at some point believe in someone so much right and maybe you come across with a person that you exactly know this person can do better than what they do and you don't you know it makes you wonder like what's wrong what's really yeah. you know not working so for me it really happens it really does of course so um i don't know but i think you know everybody now uh, maybe people are going through a lot. You know, sometimes not only you can be a creative person, you can be an artist, but sure. you know, you're also a human being. Yeah, we sure. should not forget that. You're also a human being. Maybe sometimes people going through, you know, hard times and which we don't know. But for me, I think uh, it really happens. And even for me, myself, sometimes I'm not performing so well. At some point, I'm like, you know, I should take a chill pill. And at some point, I'm like, yo, I didn't come this far just to come this far. I have to push yep. it, I have to go, you know? You know what I mean? Who, who else besides, besides Diamond do you see as, who's the next artist you see is gonna be huge? In Tanzania uh, in first. In Tanzania, there's a lot of artists that have been, you know, doing tremendously here. In terms of um, numbers, in terms of opportunities, in terms of everything, Ray Vani has been doing so good and we all knew what Ray Bunny uh, did and what Ray Bunny is doing. But then again, Ali Kiba is one of the, you know, big musicians here in Tanzania, not only Tanzania, in East Africa and Africa as a whole. And Ali Kiba has been in the game for quite a while. He's a legend, actually. He's been inspiring a lot of um, artists to date. And he's still doing uh, what he always does best, right? So I could say, like, Ray Bunny, Ali Kiba, there's a... Uh, a lot of artists in Tanzania, like Nandi as well, has been pushing herself. She has this tour. She's been uh, going to different regions and stuff like that. Uh, I would say uh, Zuchu is coming up so well, so good. As you can see, her numbers, you know, she's doing, you know, crazy stuff out there. So, yeah, these are the artists who, that have been pushing themselves so hard. Who, who have you not interviewed yet you want to? Outside, inside or outside of Tanzania? Well, want to interview with? Yeah, who have you not interviewed yet you'd want to? Oh, for me? <laughs> Out of Tanzania, man, I would say Ricky Rose. I would say DJ Khaled. I would say uh, uh, Hove, Jay-Z, know what I mean? I would say Real Wayne. Out of Tanzania. What would you, you know, what, I've been dreaming what, about that a lot of, what, so a lot let, of times. Let's, so t I know these people. So let's let's just pretend. What's the one question you would ask? Want to ask Lil Wayne? Ah, uh, Lil Wayne. One question. Will you link up with? Uh, will you do the link up? 
first tell me the question. <laughs> Yo, first of all, I want to know, like, um, he's been recording a lot of music, and sometimes he keep even forget what he, you know, recorded. Yeah. He always yeah. record music every now and then. But sometimes he keep forgetting even the music that he recorded. So I want to know from him, like, how is that happening? And does he do music, you know, out of vibe? Sometimes he forget yep. his own creative. What would you ask Rick Ross? Rose, the boss himself. I would ask him, like, how does it make uh, to, uh, to be, like, a real boss like he is today? Yeah. So let's talk about the interviews. And how do you handle a dry interview? How do you handle somebody <clears throat> who's not giving anything? How do you try to get more out of them? Yeah, for me, um, okay. As I said before, I normally plan my work. But sometimes, as you say, the plan can go the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So that is when, you know, I have to understand the body language of the person that I do interview with. And for me, I normally, you know, play music in between. I interact with the fans to make it, you know, maybe he, I mean, he or her, you know, calm down a little bit to cheer him up. So I do interactions with the fans, maybe phone calls, comments from social medias, then play good music and stuff like that. And then again, we, we play commercials, we come back to make it kind of soft and stuff like that. Sure. And then again, I first hit the, the soft questions before I go to the hard part. Is, are you at the point, or when, when were you at the point where you could, people are coming to you, Lil Omi, you got to interview me. I need you to interview me. When did that happen? So many times it happens. Like for me, most of the interviews that you see on my channel, Lil Omi TV on YouTube, those are the interviews that I got booked from the artists, from the managers. Like 80% of the interviews that I've done, even from, you know, out of Tanzania and stuff like that, these are the interviews that I was booked, maybe from the artists themselves directly, they hit me up, and maybe from their management, they hit me up. They booked the interviews, even, even right now, my phone, you know, is blowing up. But wasn't, wasn't it at some point, it flipped, right? At some yeah, point, yeah. it was you asking people, come on, come on, you got to come on the yeah, show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it flips yeah. to everyone's asking yes. you. Yeah. So at me, that time, go ahead. Yeah, at that point of time, it was around like uh, 2016, somewhere around there. So at first, I had to start my own show. So I had to ask for these people to come on my show to do it. So after 2016, when I went to South Africa for MTV Mama Award, which were happening in South Africa. So I was the media personality who was officially invited to, to do sort of, a, sort of a red carpet moment and stuff like that. So at that point of time, and when my show blew up, everything was like, you know, started to change from there. So I got the booking from the artists and from the managers. So it was around uh, 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Do, do, do you think that was the moment, one of your best moments, this idea that, you know what, I don't have to call anybody, they're calling me now? No, no, no. For me, it, it, it didn't change me. It didn't, you know, I didn't have to feel like I'm big now, I'm huge now, I have to relax. For me, I still kept the same uh, spirit. Yeah. So 80% was the bookings that I got from the artists, from the manager. But the rest of the 20%, I still, you know, checking these artists, these people like, yo. So let's say I have like four uh, bookings. 
or five bookings. And my show is on Monday to Friday, right? So yep. maybe on Monday, I can book this artist. And maybe on Wednesday, I can request someone that I think this will be perfect for my show. And this is something the listeners, the fans want to listen to, right? So it worked both ways. It didn't give me sort of to relax now, to chill, because now I, I get the interviews from there. I mean, from them, now I need to relax. Hell no. So I, I still do what I, was, what I was doing from the day one. So 80% was something that, you know, was coming, but the rest of the 20% was something that me and my team, we were planning and we, we were decide who we wanted to do interview with. What are you most proud of? For me, I'll say uh, the love from the fans. I'm so proud of that because, you know, that's endless, man. That's um, amazing. These people have been supporting me, you know, without even sometimes asking them. They just love what I'm doing. I'm so proud of that. I can't take that for granted at all. You know, I won these multiple awards because of their love. The moment they saw me, I was nominated. They straight, you know, started to vote for me, share the link, post on their social medias. They created the WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. You know, it was crazy, man. I was like, that is something I'm so proud of. You know, I can't accomplish all these things without their love. Do, do you get questions? Do you use questions from fans for, for your interviews? Yeah, yeah, sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I do, but I, I don't go the, the very same way that, you know, they present. Yep. I can understand what they want to hear, what they want to know, what they want to ask, but I can craft uh, the question the way, you know, I can make a question the way I think that will be perfect. So talk about Big Sunday Live, Diamond Platinum's Wasafi TV. How, how ha why, why make the move? Why are you happy about this? I'm so happy about it because, you know, at first I, I was only doing radio. And then when my show got popular, the playlist, which were more of a music uh, radio show, I published my own free copy magazine, which was also named The Playlist. So it was a free copy magazine. So if you missed the show, you could get sort of the stories on that magazine. And then again, yeah. I... I, I I created my own online TV, which is Lil Omi TV on YouTube. And at that point of time, it was Hulk Share, which I was sharing my content on the platform. So at that point of time, I was not doing TV as in TV, but I was doing online TV, which is YouTube, Lil yep. Omi TV. So for me, being on a big Sunday live, the show that gives the artists to, to, to not only uh, express them, I mean, their talent, but they also get the chance to meet their fans. So this Big Sunday Live, it gives an, op an opportunity for the artist to meet their fans because these are the audience. And then again, we interact. We make stories. These artists perform the music live. That's why it's called Big Sunday Live. Everything happened, it's live. So for me, I love doing everything live. So I, I came on a TV and I killed it and I loved it. And the people also loved it. So for me, that is one of the most... Uh, great experience that I have in my career. And I'm so proud of it as well. And the love, again, as I, as I said earlier, from the fans really love it. So it, it really worked so well. And not only that, it also added to my accolades. Like now, you know, I've done something which I didn't do before. Is, is 
what what would be next for you if you're doing everything that it sounds like it's you're in a perfect spot you get to do everything you want what else do you want to be doing i want to host sort of a bet i want to host sort of um vmas i want to attend the billboard awards i want to attend the grammys just, just to attend just to be there just to see how everything is happening i want to do my own show on a on e online tv i want to do my show maybe a syndicated show on hard 97 bbc radio one extra that's where i want to go yeah maybe a syndicated show maybe on a weekly you know sort of a chat show something like that to get this vibe from east africa from africa you know these people got to experience our sound yep. these people got to experience our culture and now i think i want to push i want to use every opportunity on media to get there but just to attend the VMAs to host maybe even the red carpet moment, that would be something which I never done before. And I think that would be perfect for me. As I said earlier, to interview sort of Ricky Rose now, Lil Wayne, DJ Khalid, you know, the Migos, something like that, you see. Well, I, I'm, I, as I tell everybody, I'm a huge fan of getting U.S. artists to Africa because it's, if you, once they start showing love, it's real. Um, yeah, there's real. so much, there's so much they can get out of it. And then if they can start collaborating more with artists in Africa, it's a huge benefit for both sides. Um, it is, it is. it's a huge benefit. So on the sound, Omi, um, talk about Bongo Flava. And is that the biggest sound now in East Africa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Bongo Flava has been dominated for quite a, for quite a while now. Bongo flavor is one of the, you know, like, it's our music. But now there's a new sound which is called the Singeli. This is a music that comes from, from the street, and now it's making into the mainstream, you know, sort of, a, sort of a trap. You know, at first it started hip-hop, rap, then trap came in. So now it's like Singeli is now coming into the mainstream. But Bongo flavor has been the main sound, and people love it. It's melodic. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is in Swahili. It is, you know, have this fusion of Arabic, coastal, and stuff like that. It's, it's so melodic. So this is the sound that has introduced everything uh, from all the artists that you know. They are under that umbrella. They are under that, you know, genre. That's bongo flavor. So that is our music. That is something that even the artists from other parts of Tanzania would want to do a collab with an artist because of that sound, because it's something that it's unique, it's different, it's just different. Do, 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 you, do you think that artists in Tanzania should focus on, you know, the music of Tanzania and not go outside? Or would, do you want to see them be able to do both, like Diamond has been successful in being, in being big throughout East Africa and the rest of Africa? For me, I would say first of all. So it depends with the with the artist. If you're an A, if you're an A-list artist now, maybe now it's about time for you to get there to collaborate with other artists out there out of Tanzania. But if for for an, for an artist like um, a B-list artist, a C-list artist, any upcoming artist now, maybe their focus should be more into the Tanzanian market. So first of all, they should win this market. So when they go there, at least back at home they have something, you know, that stands out, something that really defines who they really are, like their self-made journey to how 
they got there and why they want to make a next move. So yep. for me, both it should work. But first of all, if you're an A-list artist, you should focus more on now, like how do you make a move from here now to the international level, international status and stuff like that. But for the upcoming artists, they should focus more into this market because again, as I said, it's business and then again, it pays off. And if you, if you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Do, do, do you think you could ever be a manager of an artist? Like <laughs> Oh, nice one. No, I never thought of that. And a, lot of, and a lot of artists have been, you know, asking me that. They've been coming to me like, bro, you can, you know, you can be my manager. What I do, you know, I, I just give advice sometimes. I just, you know, advise them on how they can on how they can make it. But I don't see myself being actually managing an artist. Uh, that is something that, you know, a manager can do or maybe somebody else can do, you know. So for me, I, I'm doing radio uh, show on Wasafi FM daily. Yep. I'm doing my podcast on, on Audio Mag. I'm doing Big Sunday Live on TV. I'm working with different, uh, different brands as a brand influencer, like big brands, like the bands, yep. the telephone companies, the yep. beverages, you know, companies, all these companies, and everything that I'm doing, I'm doing me with a small team that I have. And then again, having an artist managing that, doing this or that, I don't think it's something uh, I can do, but Ooh. I can just give advice and stuff like that. But for me, I would like to see every artist shine. For me, yep. I would like you know, to promote every artist on my show. I don't want to have this one artist managing them, using all these platforms that I have, media, Da, 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 X, Y, Z, just to focus on one artist. For me, I would use the platform that I have to promote any artist that is doing good. Who makes a better interview? A big famous artist or an up-and-coming artist? Uh, sometimes an, an upcoming artist can, can make the worst in, interview, you know. It, <laughs> it can even bore you. Because, you know, these, first of all, they come to you on your show, they kind of like... Um, like they scare you, you are the MVP. Yeah. You've interviewed the people that they inspired them. Yeah. Like you've been on the table with the people that they wish they could get a second, they could get a minute. So they, they kind of, you know, they have this fear. They don't express themselves. And then again, it is their first experience on a big station with a big presenter, with a big host. That makes them, you know, kind of scared, stuff like that. So that tends to be kind of boring and stuff like that. But for the most popular artists, they've been doing this over and over again. So they know the tricks. They know the, the way we can, you know, conversate, the way we can talk and stuff like that. They can make such a cool interview. And maybe these upcoming artists, once they get to know you, once they get used to the, to the studios, to the radio, now they at least... Learn, you know, interview is, is a whole different skill. You know, it's a whole different skill. Sure. And yeah, it's not something like um, everybody can do, you know, it's something, it's something different. So these upcoming artists, you know, tend to scare the, the big uh, stations, the presenters, the hosts and stuff like that. Then it tends to bore. Who's, who, you're, you're, so, you're so big in fashion. You've got such a great fashion sense. Who do you admire Thank in you fashion? Appreciate. Who do you admire in fashion? I really appreciate that. Oh, the people that I, I admire in the fashion, 
the artist maybe I would say uh, you know so back in the days it was it was bad boy you know dd mays yeah, yeah. with you know flash boys and stuff like that so i think you remember that era right so yep. for now you could say the migos you know these guys yep. are killing it man yeah it is it is um is do, even on fashion do you find yourself giving advice to artists saying you need to have a persona you need to have an image it's not just about most, the music anymore most definitely i do i do sometimes you know as i said earlier i don't see myself being a manager but i do give advice as i said this is this is you know there's music then there's music business now if you want to make yep. business you there's a way you should present yourself there's there's an image you should create there's an image that you know you should have so i do give advice and i strongly recommend that you're in the business you're in the music business you should look good you know it gives value the way you look the way you talk the way you carry yourself people can judge you know people can judge a lot about you people can tell a lot about you from the way you present yourself it, it is is um how do i say this I've asked this and I'll ask you the same question. Who are two or three people that you'd want to shout out that were in your corner that supported you that got you here today? Yeah, first of all I'd say Ismail Aden Rage. This is the as I said earlier, the managing director of VOT, Voice of Tabora. This is the guy who gave me my first radio opportunity and that changed my life. Yep. that moment from this you know until now i've become who i am today because of that one opportunity that he had to let me to work at his own radio station which was also starting it wasn't even make money out of it it was more of passion rather than making money you know it wasn't about money at all you know it wasn't about you know how much you're going to pay me and you should pay me this much and stuff like that it was more of a passion and then again he let me do what i had to do and that moment changed my life so that is mel aden rage the managing director of uh, vot and then again it will be the managing director of times fm mr rehure richard nyaulawa this is the guy who gave me a call from tabora a region to come to dar es salaam uh, you know and everything from there there was no turning back the city everything from there now people started to know me because you know a region is it's, it's it's such a, a very small place though i had to make it out of there so when he gave me a call that moment in life i'll never forget i'll never take that for granted so this guy also gave me opportunity to wake at times fm radio and i became who i am today at so i mean you know it says a lot yeah no the, of course you know, the person that you're speaking with it all started vot times fm until now wasafi media That's awesome. So these people who believed in me before anybody else believed in me. And we we all need that. We all need that. Uh, Lil Omi, I appreciate you taking the time with me and hearing your self-made story. I I think l- like everybody anybody who's listening, you know, being told five times no, you can't do this. You you got to you just you can't give up, you know? If if it's something you love, don't give up. Remember those Never. who support you when you get there. and keeping true to yourself uh because it comes through if you have passion for something in life 
and you've got there's a reason why you're the king of interviews. Um, yeah. But I I really appreciate you taking the time with me, telling your story. Um, I hope I can do as good as you one day. It'll take me ten years, but uh, I'll yeah. keep trying. But I appreciate you taking the time and telling telling me you're self made. I really appreciate for this opportunity. I'm so happy, you know, to talk with you. I got Belair with me, by the way, you know. So, cheers, my friend. Cheers. Right cheers. Let's go. Let's rock. Let's, let's go. Let's some butter. Send my shout out to Ricky Jose. But first I'll of all, you. I'd like to know, like, um, is Rose part of it, or is just a just a big influence? Like, he's he's been pushing this so hard. Uh, Rick is he's it's both. He's been a huge influence. He's part of the movement on everything I do. Um, you know, it's like uh, uh, you find good people. I just want to find good people, and I want to work with good people. That's the goal. Uh, it's yeah. not a stat's not going to tell you anything. It's about the energy, their heart, their loyalty, their family. Um, that's what speaks to me. But whether it's Rick Ross or Wiz Khalifa or DJ Khaled or, or Lil Wayne uh, or Migos, any of these guys, you know, um, uh, they're supporters. Uh, and it's great to have, it's like you talking about who supported you. They're great. It's great to have these kind of supporters. Most but definitely. I will get you. I will get you, Mr. Rose. All right, as an interview. I really appreciate that. I'll make really that happen. That. I really appreciate that. That's something you know. That's really good. I can't wait for that. Let's I'll make, make it, it happen. Soon. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Anything I can do, Lilomi, you let me know. All right, and thank you for everybody for watching and tuning in. Yeah, I'll hit you up. Then we will you know, we'll take it there. Let's so do let's it. Pop let keep, keep drinking Bel Air, baby. Keep drinking. Keep supporting. With me. There you go. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Take Thanks care, everybody. For this. It was such a nice chat we had. Thank you, Thank you Omi. So Thank you. Thank you.